Ask us a question and we'll answer it live on the air. Head over to our Discord. You can get there through infendo.com and ask us a question in the question block channel. Creating overwhelming urges to buy Nintendo crap since 2005. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Infendo Radio. Not just any Infendo Radio, mind you. Infendo Radio episode 650. That's right. Us, our predecessors, and the snails that started this podcast in the Jurassic era have been doing this show for 650 episodes. We're so honored to have you be one of the people that's listening to it tonight. Um, I am joined by my two current co-hosts in this ever-revolving door of a podcast, Eugene and Justin. Uh, Justin, you're awfully colorful tonight. Uh, where are you, and how are you, and when are you, and where can the people find you? Um, yes, all of that. Um, you can find me on Twitter at InfendoJustin. Um where for some reason I'm still getting into numerous arguments about Star Wars. Um, Productive. You, you can, uh, yeah, seems seems to be more Star Wars talk than Nintendo talk lately. Um, Bunch of but, scallywags out there. But you can also uh, follow me on Twitter at Utilidork for me talking about more Star Wars and Disney stuff. And go to thedisneyparkbench.com where I write and used to podcast about it <laughs> very nice and will again right. someday eugene where do you write and used to podcast and how you doing tonight i'm doing good um go to infender.com to find all the things the discord the question block channel all that fun stuff um but i have um something for you all that you may not have expected um, it is a zero episode or a five episode, so we should have a game. I have a bad game description for us tonight, and I'd like to indulge you all um, this evening, if you would let me. Well, I would be delighted, Eugene. I think that sounds like a fun way to kick off the evening. Well, we have one um, bad game description tonight, just to you know, kind of keep it fresh. It's going to start off um, with a complete ninja mission to earn a host of ninja special items. It's ninja story mode in a single player ninja mode that can be experienced offline. Enjoy a ninja tale of ninja intrigue told through oh dynamic God. ninja graphic novel style cutscenes. Oh, we just jumped right into this. <laughs> and intense action sequences. In the ninja action sequences, you'll track down and do ninja battles with sinister space ninjas, along with other ninja missions. The final ninja stage features a thrilling ninja battle against a giant ninja robot that will test your ninja skills to the max. Woo! Gentlemen, um, what is the price of this ninja game? Oh my god. Well, whoever's paying the SEO marketing team to <laughs> get, a, get a niche on the word ninja is certainly getting their money's worth. Um, I, uh, I almost, Justin, do you... I, yeah. I don't know. Five bucks? <laughs> oh, I was going to give you the choice of going first or second, but okay, Justin says five bucks. Um, ooh, the music matches. Very interesting. <laughs> um, man, five bucks is a good guess, and I don't want to be the guy who or just do guesses you? like five oh one. That feels <laughs> like a real jerk move on a one round game. I'm gonna say seven ninety nine. I think it's seven ninety nine or above. Well, 
gentlemen, um, either way, you would have won that round and the game because this game, Ninjala Story Pack Chapter 1, is valued at $9.99. However, you can get it for... Um, 90% off right now on sale for 99 cents if you so choose. So uh, Ninjala is that I choose the, not. <laughs> is that the big one that came out the like Splatoon like game? It, yeah, I think so. It looks Splatoon-y. Yeah. Oh, no, I thought that game was supposed to be like professional and the description is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as we I, always say on this show, just because the description is bad doesn't mean the game is. But I have wowzers. not played Ninjala, but it is it is downloaded on my Switch for someday. Imagine if the if the description of Splatoon was like squid power. As a squid, you use squid ink to squid the opponents with your squid-like reflexes. Squid, although to be fair, the first ad for Splatoon was "You're a kid now. You're a squid now." You're a kid, you're a squid, you're a kid, you're a squid, you're a kid, you're a squid. So maybe that's really not that far off. Okay. I I appreciate that, Eugene. That was a good way to break in the show. Um, We have another kind of special topic for tonight in (coughs) honor of kind of an anniversary episode of sorts. Um, We're going to be talking about our favorite game on the Switch and kind of, you know, debating why these two are wrong and my choice is right. (laughs) But before we do that, I would like to kind of break with tradition and ask a question block question for everybody, because this is actually what inspired us to talk about our favorite game on the the Switch. This is a question from one of our um, listeners in Discord. Um, I am not going to attempt to... Well, it's not that bad, actually. It's JDPCart18 is the username. Also, Jamie. I like like going with Jamie. Jamie asks, Are any of you going to have a go at playing this? Octopath Traveler is my favorite game on Switch, so to say that I'm keen would be an understatement. I got to play the closed beta earlier this year and thoroughly enjoyed my time with it. That game is Octopath Traveler Champions of the Continent. Um, so I know very little about this, actually. I was, I've been kind of living in an Octopath Traveler um, bunker and, and have not been that abreast of what's going on in the Octopath world. Does anybody know exactly what this is that we're looking at? Is this an expansion? Is this a whole new game? Like, what's the, what's the deal, you know? I, I think it's DLC from what I remember. Um, I don't know if it's a whole new game or what, so I could be completely peek. wrong. But um, I never played the original Octopath Traveler, so um, for me, it's kind of low on my radar. I It's on my high on my pile of shame, I'll tell you that much, because I actually have it downloaded. Um, I think it was on sale at one point, so I just, like, picked it up, and, you know, it's on my SD card, as it were, but just haven't played it. It is a brand new game. It looks to be mobile, because it says the platforms are Android and iOS. Interesting. Um, It is a prequel story, actually, to the original game, which is kind of interesting. Um, It is uh, free-to-play, actually, too, so... I guess if you want, if you want to try some Octopath Traveler and you don't want to pay for it, this would be a good way to get started with it. Right. Uh, interesting. Cool. Um, yeah. No, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I actually own Octopath Traveler, and I've never okay. dove into that. Like, I have a real hard time getting started with JRPGs. I find I have to be really invested to to make that leap, and I don't do that with a lot of games. And Octopath is one of those ones that I've had like starter anxiety with. Unfortunately, I think our resident Octopath expert is currently a ghost haunting the studio, and that would be Steve, because he um, he actually did play through, I believe, all of Octopath Traveler, and yeah. I think rather enjoyed it. So I'll have to ask him if he's going to be playing it. But Justin, I assume you're in the same boat as us. Very little um I mean, it's, it's beautiful. Um, 
I, I, I can say that much. Like, I would love to play games that look like that, but, um, I'm yeah, I'm not a turn-based RPG sort of person. Least of all, a like intense, hardcore turn-based RPG sort of person. So, yeah, probably not for me. I'll probably never play it, and I'll probably not play, you know, it's it's pseudo sequel thing. Well, if you ever want to give it a try, apparently it just launched worldwide today. Oh, so, well, there you, uh, go. you know, give it a try. Yeah, it um, seems like it did pretty well in Japan. Uh, some people seemed a little bummed that it didn't come out on the Switch, but, uh, you know, it's probably worth a try. People seem pretty You said it was it, so. mobile. Is it free to play? Because if it's free yeah, to play they, it. Yeah, they say it's free to play, so you know, I, I, give it a download. I honestly might just download it just for the hell of it, just because it's free to play and just report in, you know? Yeah, do it. I'll uh, bug Steve about it, too, see if he can get on it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give anything a chance if it's free, I'll tell you that much. It, it, <laughs> ask Pokemon Go uh, that, and then I'll give you... Mm. I don't even want to know how much money. Oh, my God, I you really know what? don't even want to know. You know what? I downloaded in a moment of weakness and started playing again, but pretty much put down immediately. What's um, that? Mario Run. Oh, really? I got into that game again a few again. months ago. It, I like it. Like, it's a fun little mobile game, um, but I, the real reason I did it is because I have a new Switch account, and I was getting all the platinum points again that you can get from that game, but uh, yeah, I picked it up for like a day, and then I just forgot I had it, so, you know. Um, well, alrighty then, I thought somebody was going to say something, but um, so now <laughs> we know what Jamie's favorite game is, which is Octopath Traveler. My question for you guys, and for myself, I guess, is what is your favorite Nintendo Switch game? And I won't let any of us go first that wants to gush about their favorite game, but what's your favorite game? Why is it your favorite game? Was it your favorite game when you first started playing it? Has that changed? Is Justin going to say Breath of the Wild because he just changed his background <laughs> to Breath of the Wild? Justin, why don't you go first? <laughs> Yeah, like, I was looking at my list. Unfortunately, um, I, I was going to look and see which game I had the most hours on or which games I, I had the, the most thing. hours on. But because um, I upgraded to the Switch... Oh, and it disappeared. Because I upgraded to the Switch OLED, uh, you know, like a year ago or whenever it came out, um, none of the play times are accurate. So it's oh, all out of whack. that's a bummer. Mm -hmm. So, but... I know that I spent a lot of time playing Breath of the Wild, um, first on the Wii U, and then when I got on the Switch, I thought, oh, well, you know, I'll just kind of keep it in my back pocket, but I put probably just as many hours into it on the Switch, and it's one that I can always pick up and get back into. I can play it in 3D if I put it in my little headset, like that, whoa, wiggy. Um, this is what happens when you don't have a green screen. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's... There are so many great games and unique games to the Switch that I hate to give, that, that I hate to, like, ignore, but um, it always comes back to Breath of the Wild for me. Like, that is, mm -hmm. like, the perfect game for this system. Yeah. All right. I, well, Eugene, same. I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on that, but I'm gonna cheat because I've got three. So I've got oh. a um, cheating answer. I've got Breath of the Wild, and I've got a different game. So uh, um, Breath of the Wild, obviously, I think that's like my. I mean, that's my probably my real answer. Um, if I really stop and think about it, played that game so much, like just so so much. I played that game, so it's like how could I not say that? However, Smash Bros. 
exists on this console, and it was really, really, really good. So I think Smash Brothers would be my non-Breath of the Wild answer, but my cheating answer would be um, I'd have to boot up my hack switch for it, but um, it would be Illusion of Gaia because I've been playing the hell out of that game lately on my hack switch um, because I can. And um, Square Enix is never going to release it on like a you know the Nintendo online store or whatever. They're probably never going to release it ever again. So like I really don't feel bad that I'm playing it, mm-hmm. ha- you know, hacked. So I would give you money, Square. Like I really would, but sorry. There's <laughs> no other way. So, well, uh, um, yeah, Lucas, you've got you've got a probably non Breath of the Wild answer, I would imagine. Uh, what is it? Yeah, I've put a lot of time into Breath of the Wild, but I don't particularly enjoy that game, so my answer will not be Breath of the Wild. Um, the, I actually did what Justin did. I looked at my get time played, and I think my favorite game is actually number eleven on my list of most played games. Number one is Pokemon Sword, by the way. Um, tons of time in that game uh then animal crossing and smash bros both have a bunch of time in it but see uh, animal crossing and breath of the wild um to me those two don't really count as much for me in terms of like time played because they're games that demand a long amount of your time so i understand why i have so much time in that versus a game like pokemon or smash bros where i really dumped time into it when there was really very little to do because i was just obsessed with it but no, my I think my preferred game, like I said, number 11 on my list of most played games, is Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, and I was... I, I really was have a... to play more of that game, because I'm sure yeah. I would love it more yeah. if I played it more, but I got... So many great games came out around the same... Like, within the same span of time. So, ironically, what I will say is, I think much like you guys, my favorite games on this system have been games that have revolutionized um, a particular series in a way that changed it forever, which is something that I feel Breath of the Wild also did with the Zelda series. Um, Because my other choice would have been um, Mario's Superstar Party, whatever that game was called. Oh, yeah. You put a lot of time into that, I thought. Well, that was my pick, actually. I did, last year on my channel, I did a list of my favorite games of the year, and that was actually my choice for number one for 2021, was that game, because it was such a breath of fresh air. Like, it really brought back a series that had been dead for, like, 15, 20 years. And I feel like Pokemon Legends Arceus does the same thing. It may not end up being the most replayable Pokemon for me. There are definitely things about Sword that I really prefer, but just the the impact that this game has clearly had on games moving forward, like with what we're getting with Scarlet and Violet and stuff, I predict Scarlet and Violet will end up being my favorite Pokemon games of all time, just based on you know what I know about it. The fact that it seems to be bringing back all of these Arceus elements. Sure. It's a main series Pokemon game with battling and everything. Like, how could it not be at this point? So, um, you know, I'm kind of in a holding pattern right now with Legends Arceus in the meantime, but... I think it's got to be my favorite game. It's just so unique and so um, impressive, you know? Mm-hmm. And it really is a very Breath of the Wild take on Pokemon, you know? But I just, I like everything that it did, you know? I, I the, things that it, the things that it's missing are not things that I miss in the series. And the things that it changed are all things that I think it changed for the better. So, sure. yeah, easily for me, Pokemon Legends Arceus. So, nice. there we go. And those are our uh, kind of cheating answers. Isn't <laughs> it, it? I forget that that game exists, but it just came out this yeah. year, you know? And we're getting another yeah. one at the, like, soon, kind of, you know? Like, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. 
Yeah, I know. In November, we should be getting uh, Sword and Shield. I'm pretty excited. And then, uh, of course, you know, you've been privy to all of my JoJo's hype because we're getting that, like, 10-year-old game is getting remastered on the Switch. Right. All I can think about now is the fact that that game's coming out in a month. So, yeah, I've got my hands full for the rest of the year for good games that I'm looking forward to playing. And ironically, most of them are, like, remakes or games that have existed for, like, 30 years, you know, so what you going to do? But I will be talking and Change the System about a brand new series that I just discovered in India series that I fell in love with last night. So um, stay tuned for that. But I will not take the first change to the system because I want to keep y'all in suspense. So who wants to go first? I feel like I've been letting Justin go first on everything. Eugene, do you want to change the system here? Sure. And give us your, yeah, tell us what yeah. you're all about. Sure. I mean, I, I, I crossed the 250 hour threshold in Elden Ring um, wow. just recently. Um, wow. And uh, I just cannot get enough of that stupid game. Is there still is there still stuff to do in a yeah, thing at totally. Hours? Wow, totally. It's not even just um, trying to achievement hunt at this point. You know, I I am doing that, but I am also finding new things. Like you know, I I just found like a new cookbook that I didn't have um, before. So I was like, I I was going the whole game without knowing how to cook um, the thing, or craft, I guess, the craft of the thing to cure poison. I was just, like, powering through the poison places, through both playthroughs, mind you. Um, I was just like, you know, whatever, I'm just going to use my heal flask, and then when the poison runs out, the poison runs out. Turns out, in, like, close to the beginning area, you can go down, like, the cliff, and there's like a merchant that will sell it to you. I never met that merchant before, you know? So yeah. like um, now that I have, uh, excuse me, by the way, now that I have- I thought uh, that was Justin because he was having soda. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, now that I have uh, beaten it, I've been kind of doing a lot more uh, Googling of it, you know? Like, okay, yeah, like where do I find this thing yeah. that I missed in my first time go- around? And yeah, no, I'm finding a lot of, the, game is humongous i feel like it's like like breath of the wild's big but i feel like it's at least two to three breath of the wilds in the map size it's yeah. massive so question professor yes. um so i was gonna ask this actually because you're bringing up breath of the wild and i'm kind of starting to get the sense that there's like two kinds of open world games these days and breath of the wild is more of the like justin type where it's like what a wide open expanse of nature. I want to explore every rock and cave. And that kind of stuff doesn't hit me the right way. And that, I think that's one of my issues I have with that one. Whereas like with a game like Skyrim, it's like this cave has a wizard in it. And if I kill the wizard, I get a staff that lets me turn things into chickens. You know, like, like it's more kind of, I think it's more video gamey, more like achievement based. And like, you know, you got a cool weapon, you got a cool, a cookbook kind of thing. Would you say Elden Ring is kind of a, a halfway point between those two? Or does it verge more on, like, look at all the pretty landscapes or, ooh, I just got a new sword? kind of like Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely yeah. is uh, kind of maybe a little bit leaning towards the uh, giving you things side of things. Because, like, Good. every, t- every time like you beat an enemy, it might not be something amazing, but you're going to get, like, you know, some kind of uh, item. It may not be cool. a unique item. It might be, like, just, like, you know, something to improve your but health. it's going to it's going to trigger that little dopamine rush of like, I'm improving, I'm growing stronger kind of thing. Yeah, okay. exactly. I so like, like, I, like, I just fought this uh, enemy. I've been, I switched uh, um, 
classes, kind of. I respect. I was going a lot really <laughs> hard on um, intelligence, and I uh, here I am talking about Elden Ring again. Um, I, I switched a little bit to Dex and Arcane, so I can wield this this weapon that I've had for the longest time. It's called Rivers of Blood. It's like a Muramasa blade type of thing, um, nice. and um, it freaking slaps man it just like is the coolest thing and so yeah like i feel like i'm playing a whole new character now you know because that's the cool thing about this game much like uh, a monster hunter anytime that you switch weapons you're gonna have a new move set basically that you're gonna yeah. have to learn so it's yeah, been exactly. really cool so yeah no just going through learning the new things i i, I don't I don't know that I um, am going to play it a whole lot longer because I'm really close to getting all the achievement points. You know what I mean? Wow. So um, I think once I have that down, then I might move on to other things. But I got to say, my Xbox is getting a lot of love these days. You know, like it's uh, been it's a really awesome compliment to the Switch right now. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, that's kind of what I've been playing. So I will. Uh, I. I, I I, I don't know. I, I don't have enough to say about the newer games that I've been playing because they're all just like five minutes here, five minutes there. Um, a lot of Game Pass stuff. Um, so I'm not going to spend any time talking about it. Except Pokemon Go. You guys have heard all about it. I'm pissed at Niantic, though, because um, I feel like they're getting real stingy with the Shinies. And on top mm. of that, the... Um, what is it called? The incense. They a while back they reduced how the incense works. So like it doesn't really work very well if you're not Standing moving. Still. Yeah. Ah, so shoot. so like you know we used to be able to play the game and you know even buy incenses from the stupid shop, just sitting in our living room or whatever. You know yeah. now can't really do that anymore. It's just not as fun. So um, Niantic, if you're listening. We're, we're willing to give you money. We're, we're buying the incenses, man. Like We've talked about this before. And I used to do that, too, like all day while I was at work, you know, because I worked from home. I just, I'd be popping incense and catching Pokemon. And it was a nice little thing to have on in the background, you know, keep you busy and, you know, distracted and whatnot. But, um, no, I, um, they made so many positive improvements to the game during COVID, and they didn't keep them. You know, they, they, they ended up like removing all the changes they made because they were supposed to be temporary, but all of the changes just seem to bring more people into the game. And I don't know why they got rid of it. It's there are even arguments that it, it's like pro, you know, people with like, like, um, what's the, what's the proper term? I was going to say disabilities. I don't know if that's, but, but anyway, you know, like people yeah. that like no, mobility yeah. challenged mm -hmm. or whatever, like, you know, and that's, that's not, I think that's fine. You know, maybe you can't leave the house that often and you still want to play Pokemon Go. You should be able to. Right. Maybe you're like Justin and me and you live in a spot that has nobody there and mm -hmm. there's nothing to do. You can't spin and, and get stuff, you know, it'd be nice to be able to still participate in the game. And, you know, it's just weird that they're trying to drown that out to some degree you know yeah so we've been um not to talk any to drag it out any longer but we've been going out and actually you know going to like the mall and stuff like that and you know wow. getting spins but um now with covid come rising up again you know like we just yeah. went to our, a pediatrician appointment this morning and our pediatrician said hey man <laughs> it's looking like it's level four again and school's about to start so it's going to get worse so uh yeah. you know just that type of thing so uh yeah no we, like come on niantic like it's just just makes sense yeah for sure 
So, Anything else? Uh, yeah, that's that's really it. Um, the, yeah, Elden Ring has consumed me. I I need to what check all my do? the boxes. What are you gonna do when Elden Ring's? Are you gonna have a gaping hole in your heart? You know? Like, oh, don't worry. They've already announced the DLC, so it's it's fine. Oh, I'll be back. It'll just you'll just play it for the rest of your life. Then that's fine. What about uh, what about Live Alive? Have you tried that one yet, or is that just kind of like sitting on the back burner? That's one of the ones where I don't think so. Okay. Um, <laughs> a little um, personal insight to the life of Eugene. I don't know if you guys have uh, know this, but um, my wife no longer works any long anymore, so we only have the one income. So I haven't been splurge spending on video games quite as often. Case in point, I have I have so many games. Like I said, case in point, uh, Octopath Traveler is sitting on my yeah. SD card. Purchased, Plus, you can hack never... anything that you want from like twenty years past. So, right. Yeah. So, you could probably um, hack the old version of Live Alive on the Switch if you really wanted to. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. So while I do want to play that game eventually, now is just not the right time. You know what I mean? I get it. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to be getting a lot of games on sale um, going forward, you know, waiting for the sale type of thing. Yeah. No, that makes sense to me. But yeah, that's uh, really well, it. Justin, you want to uh, take over? Sure. Um as usual, not really anything too exciting or new, although I did, uh, speaking of Game Pass, um, I did download a game to my Xbox last week, or maybe it was the week before, started playing it last week, Fallout New Vegas. Um, ah. I, all, all of your raving about it inspired me to start playing it. It was on Game Pass, so you know, I figured I'd get started on it. I'm going to want to report from you because one of the things I found with this game, and even unmodded, is the more I play it on PC, the more often it crashes. And I suspect that's a PC issue, not a console issue. But please let me know because I would love to get back into that game. I am just so, I got so fed up with it crashing every five minutes. So really hoping that you don't have the same issue and it's just fine on console. It's just a PC like compatibility thing. I mean, I got through the whole, um, you know, setup segments until you finally get to leave the doctor's office um so and it didn't crash on me once so it's probably a pc issue but yeah. it is a bethesda game so you know bugs will happen <laughs> yep. um yeah and that's part of what inspired me to to play it is you know being bethesda and having yeah. fallen in love with skyrim you know when it when i got on the switch it was you know, it just seemed like a natural fit for me. I don't know how much time I'm going to put into it because God knows I have a hundred other games that I play or don't play, as the case may be. So, but um, that's really the most exciting thing on my list. Let me just go on a check real quick to see what my most recently played games are. No, that's um, not true. I want you to talk about those controllers. Oh, right, 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 right. Well, I can't really talk about them, but I can show them to you. I should probably turn off my virtual background for those watching those this who on are, YouTube. Those of you who are listening to us, you fool, what are you doing? Stop giving us downloads and start watching this on YouTube. <laughs> All right. Hey, so, Lucas puts the effort into editing it, so we may as well jump in and go watch those videos, man. So after getting my N64 controller and seeing how nice and, and convenient it was, um, I thought, you know, as much as I have all of these, like, 8-bit-do controllers for playing um, retro games, 
they are kind of a pain because they come unsynced and you have to resync them. And the great thing about the Nintendo controllers is they just work. Like you don't have to yeah. do anything special to them. They just work. Um, so I decided to get um, the Nintendo brand uh, NES controllers, but I didn't want the NES controllers. I wanted something unique. So I went on eBay and got myself the Famicom uh, controllers. They were only about 10 bucks more, really, than the like MSRP of the of the like any the NES controllers. So it really wasn't even that big of a, a, a commitment to get them. But what's nice is, you know, they've got the exact same form factor, at least the player one has the exact same form factor of the um, NES controller. Uh, but the, uh, player two controller has the microphone and speaker if I am playing on the Japanese versions of games. So, you know, that's, that's kind of neat. Haven't gotten a chance to use them, but, you know, I, y'all know me. I have to they have look something pretty. different. Yeah. Sure. I have, I have to have something different. Like I have to have something unique and this is mine. I looked into getting the Super Famicom, um, controllers but those are like twice as much than the um american ones on the nintendo store so i may just mm-hmm. bite the bullet and get the regular nes ones maybe i can mod the buttons or something like that yeah there but you go. uh yeah so not really anything new or exciting for me oh well i mean there is something else that's new and exciting i don't feel like turning my computer on to show you but i got a brand new um 4k oled tv that i plan on playing games on tonight so that'll be fun so now you don't need an oled switch because you have an oled tv well, no now i have oled wherever i play games except the upstairs Jeez. office that's that's still you know crummy backlit one but <laughs> what you gonna do all right well am i up go ahead You're up get it and I have, I have kind of a fun one tonight, because I played a couple of new games this week. Um, let's see, there was another one, though. Oh, Monster Hunter. Let's start with that before I completely forget, because Steve and I played a little Monster Hunter. We haven't played that much lately. It's been about, it's been like, five days or something since we played. It hasn't been that long. But we beat uh, Malzino, who is the big flagship vampire monster from the front cover of the, the new DLC. So we are now in kind of, sort of, post-game, kind of, sort of-ish? Um, we're at MR5, which, you know, eh, the story's kind of resolved itself. We, we, we saved the town. Everything was great. There was a little festival and stuff. And now we're kind of fighting, like, the big bads. We're getting closer to, like, Elder Dragon territory, it feels like. Now, Steve promises me there are surprises aplenty left over for me to see. So um, we're going to be grinding that out. I think we're actually going to be doing some of that tonight after the show, doing a little more recording. I've been posting all those to my YouTube channel, by the way, and I've gotten so much content from Monster Hunter that now I'm posting every weekday. It's like every single day wait, I'm wait, posting wait, 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 a new wait. hunt. Last, like, last week it was once a week, and then it increased to twice a week, and now twice you're doing... Twice a week. Now it's every... Wow. I have enough. I have enough content for the next... This the end of this week and through next week right now, and we're getting more of it tonight wow. because we're going to go hunting again. So yeah, no, it's just hunting bonanza. So if you really like sitting and watching Steve and I do the same thing for forty straight minutes, that's the place to be to check that out. Um, but yeah, that's that's been Monster Hunter. Um, I played another game last night called Multiverses, which I think I've talked about on this show. Before. Was that out? That is, yes, the free-to-play version just dropped uh, yesterday, actually. Oh. So, um, first impressions, because as we all know, I'm kind of 
hotly embroiled in multiverses. It's not on Switch, though, Justin. So, unfortunately for you, <laughs> you're booting you it What is it on? Oh. Everything else. Okay. Well, Everything every else, other system. yeah. So, here's how multiverses works. Um, first off, gameplay-wise, it is probably the second best Smash Bros. game I've ever played after Smash Bros. Like, it feels good. It feels a lot better than Nickelodeon felt. Um, the, the characters feel solid. They're a little heavy feeling. Everybody kind of like sinks a little bit, but I think that's just kind of a personal preference thing. Like I was kind of saying when I was, I recorded this, by the way, these, everything I'm going to talk about is on my YouTube channel. So if you want to see first impressions, go there. Sorry for all the shameless plugs. But, um, but so, um, yeah, I think a lot of that is that I put like 2000 hours into the Smash Bros series and I put like 20 minutes into this game and that will change. Um, but yeah, it's cool. In the Batman stage, you actually hear like the cartoon da 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 da. da, da. Like That's it's cool. really good. Like you can tell that the, is Kevin the Conroy acted. the voice. I don't know. I didn't play as Batman. Ken, I wouldn't. Is even Kevin Conroy that. alive? Oh yeah. Um, here's the thing, though. Here's where we get into the negative half of my review. Because while the game is incredibly solid, it is a free-to-play game, and it is oodled with microtransactions. Mm-hmm. So the game was actually available a couple of weeks ago if you wanted to drop $40 on what they call the Founders Pack, which comes with a bunch of character tickets that unlock playable characters and a bunch of other little cosmetics and things like that. So you can kind of pay to have the base game unlocked for you for, I believe, $40. Maybe a little less, maybe a little more. There's actually like three variations to the Founders Pack, which is already a little mind-boggling for me. I have not invested in this game. I don't plan to invest in this game until I know how expensive it is. All of the characters are locked at the beginning of Kevin Conroy is the voice of Batman in this game. Um, All of the characters come locked and they have rotating unlocked characters. So um, currently you can play as Finn from Adventure Time, who was the first character I played as, Garnet from Steven Universe, who was the second character I played as, and then I realized that characters were locked because I was playing as characters that were unlocked thinking that everyone was unlocked. Um, Superman is available. The weird little green doggo that was made for this game is available. And if you complete the tutorial, you unlock Wonder Woman permanently. Hmm. Um, Those four characters that I mentioned, other than Wonder Woman, will rotate out eventually, and you'll be able to play as maybe Batman or whatever. Um, You can buy the characters, though. They seem to cost about $7 worth of microtransactions apiece. Hmm. So if you're going to dive into this game and experience it, you're probably best off just paying $40 and unlocking the base game and and experiencing it that way. Um, Like I said, I kind of refuse to do that for a couple of reasons. First, I have plenty of other games to play right now. I am drowning in video games right now. RuneScape alone is my entire life right now. So I just, I don't, I don't want to plop down a bunch of money for a game that I know I'm probably not going to put that much time into, even though I think the game itself is pretty cool. Um, Second, I really want to wait, like, a while on this one and see how often they add new characters, how expensive everything is going to come out to be, and kind of see, like, how much is this game going to cost when all is said and done? Because right now it costs $40, Mm -hmm. but in another, like, six months, maybe it's going to cost $80, you know, that kind of thing. And I don't want to be, like, the alarmist here. I know this game is really popular, and it's getting good reviews for a reason, because it's a good game. But it's a good game with a really bad price structure. You know what I'm saying? But look at how quickly and how often Mortal Kombat has has gone on sale. Yeah. So, yeah. so exactly. I mean, yeah, it'll yeah. be $80 yeah. in a couple of months. Then a couple yeah. of months after that, it'll be 40 again for everything. 
And I or understand 20. the hypocrisy. I understand the hypocrisy of complaining about this when I will easily spend like fifteen, twenty dollars, whatever, on a character pack for Smash Bros. You know, I get that. Sure. But with Smash Bros, you're getting this base game that has so much content to it. I just feel like I don't own anything in multiverses right now. And I get it, it's free. But it's just scary to me to think that I could get really invested in a game and then find out I have to blow another like eighty bucks on it in another year mm-hmm. in order to have the other twenty characters that I want or, or however you, they decide to do this. If you Again, spend like the forty dollars, do you get yeah. all the characters and all future characters? Is that how that I works? I don't believe so. I believe if I if I was reading it right, what you get are character tickets, which I believe a character ticket unlocks a character. So technically, you get the right to save your character tickets for future purchases. If you never want to play as the lady from Game of Thrones or LeBron James, who, yes, is in the game, <laughs> and you just want to play as the Iron Giant and Scooby-Doo, or he's not even in the game, Shaggy, then you can do that, you know? But, um, but I didn't dive that deep into it because I really don't plan to buy these things. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I looked mm-hmm. at all the prices. I looked at the microtransaction tabs. I checked out... When it, when it said buy this character, I clicked it and I, I got taken to the screen where I can buy like whatever they call it, like Platinum Minium or whatever. And I, I was like, oh, interesting. It costs 700 but I can only buy in batches of 500 or 1000 for yeah. 5 or $10. You know, that, that whole old age old. Uh. Like, yeah, so, so I feel, part of me feels validated because I've been complaining about this since the day the first trailer launched and I got a lot of negative feedback for it. The game itself is really good. And I think we have kind of a Crash Bandicoot racing game situation here where you have developers that clearly put a lot of love into their game and the game is worth playing, but know what you're getting into before you dive down that rabbit hole because I could see you spending a lot of money on this. Now, I will say, um, I only played against computers because I don't really like playing fighting games with other people online. I'm weird like that. <laughs> um, so you kind of you can set up an online lobby, like a custom lobby, and then just put bots in, and that's how you can play like basically Smash Bros. style, like one v computers. Um, mm-hmm. When you're playing against computers, <clears throat> you can play against anyone. The computers are all unlocked, so you can do like you know Superman versus Batman, or Superman versus Harley Quinn, or Superman versus Jake the Dog. You know whatever you want. But if you're going to be playing the game, you either have to unlock the characters or wait for the rotation and stuff, it seems like. So um, if I play it more, which I don't know that I will be anytime soon, I'll try to report back. If not, maybe like if Justin or if you, Eugene, give it a try, you can kind of keep us updated. Because if I'm misrepresenting this game, I want to know. But based on my first night with it, that was that was the data that I took away. So some good, some bad. Um, cool game. I wish that it was just a $60 game that I could put money down on. Mm-hmm. I wish that that was the case. Because... I don't know. I don't like. I don't like getting games piecemeal. You know, I like knowing what I'm paying for and paying the full price for them, and then just having them. You know. And yeah. you know, even with as much as like Nintendo gets flack for you know the drip feed and and everything, mm-hmm. like you still know you're going to get characters, yeah. and you know that you know ten years from now you're still going to be able to play that game with those exactly. characters. Like, like that's well, at least. At least Daisy and Shy Guy were free last week. At Mario right. And I'm sure paid, they're going I to continue. My 60 bucks you know, they've, yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they've done it with yeah. the other Mario Sports titles. I'm like, like, I get how frustrating it is to not have everybody unlocked from the beginning, but at the same time, they want you to keep coming back and playing the game and talking well, about the game I, and I said buying it last it. week. Yeah, I said it last week. I, I went, 
I didn't sit, talk about it tonight at my change of system because I only played maybe about an hour of it. But I went in when Daisy got unlocked and I added her to my team and I tried to, yeah. uh, you know, take down one of the tournaments. And then I realized that those tournaments are BS because they're so freaking hard in the, what is it, galactic mode or whatever. My uh -huh. God! Like, I've been I've been prepping for those tournaments, Eugene. I'm building the what I consider the perfect team. Okay. I'm going to try. So. <laughs> we shall see. But I really want to try beating those tournaments. But, but to your point, Justin, um, it got me back and re, you know, yeah. turned on my Switch um, in between Elden Ring. And then, you know, I got smashed a couple of times in the tournament. And then I got, you know, turned yeah. it off and went and got smashed in Elden Ring because I'm a masochist. Yes. Yeah, no, I don't know. I just, um, I never, I feel like I didn't used to be this upset about microtransactions and stuff, but something about the whole free-to-play model just really irritates me, maybe more than it should. I know there are people out there like Steve who will not touch this game because he refuses to play games where the characters show and you can't play them. He feels very tempted with that, and he refuses to, uh, to engage with a game like that because all the characters are sitting there tantalizingly, but they're not selectable, and that just that irritates the crap out of him. Sure. So, you know. um, I'm going to pivot now because we're almost done with the show here, and I want to get this last one done because it's a really cool game. Um, I'm going to pivot to a much more positive game experience that I had literally right after this one. I wanted to sit down and record another game, so I downloaded a demo for a game that is not yet out. Um, I don't know how to pronounce the game because the first word is M-I-S-C period. I'm assuming that stands for miscellaneous. Yeah. Could be miscellany. They could want me to say misc. I just call it by the second part of the game, a tiny tale. <laughs> um, this is the most amazing indie game I've ever played in my life. Oh, I fell in love with this game. Well, and you can watch me fall in wow. love with this game on my YouTube channel next week when I launch it. Um, Okay, so picture Banjo-Kazooie meets Chibi-Robo, and they had a baby, and it's the most amazing thing you've ever seen <laughs> in your life. It's so cool. Um, so you're this little robot, and you have a little robot friend who has a bag over his head, and his name is Bag Boy, and he has a little robot cat that sits on his head. And you live in this little micro-village. They, they say it's after all the humans died out on Earth and everything, so it's got a little Pikmin vibe, too. You can tell the people who made this grew up in like my era of nintendo games sure it's so cool all the characters talk with little like banjo kazooie chibi robe like noises and stuff you can run around you can hop you can fly you can buy little power-ups in all the shops you're collecting little bolts that are currency you're collecting gears that are basically like power stars and you need to get a certain number of power stars to get from one area to the next along the way there's little platformer challenges you can do there's characters you can talk to and you can find like loot for them and they'll give you gears in exchange for the loot and stuff sure it is so it's a pretty game it is a quality like everything about the game feels good other than the camera the camera's a little wonky it moves really quick and it throws you off track and stuff and there's just those little hints of indie here and there but it is such a professional triple a indie game it feels like it was made by nintendo that's awesome um in in world two it's so much bigger you can like climb up a tree there's all these little like people to talk to you literally get like a scrub brush and starts cleaning oil off the ground a la chibi robo <laughs> and he's wearing like a little frog hat. it's just it's such a cool game and i feel like i'm not doing it justice describing it here but it is so incredible and this one is coming to switch when it launches so i would highly recommend you all check it out 
Um, did you download the, the demo on Steam or on Switch? I downloaded I downloaded the demo on Steam. I don't believe the demo is available on Switch yet, mm -hmm. um, or ever. I don't really know what the plan is going to be for that. If anything, knowing indie developers, they'll probably do Switch last because I think it's a lot harder to do Nintendo than other things. But um, I mean, honestly, like pop on Steam. I'm, I'm looking at it now. Actually, it looks like it only is coming so to Switch. Cool. Microsoft and uh, Windows and Switch. So that yeah, that's that cool. makes sense. Yeah, no, it's such a cool... Like, it honestly... Like, it did something to me when I was playing this game. Like, I... It, you can play the first two chapters right now. It just... It's so well done. It, it just oozes, like, love and quality. And the people who made this clearly wanted to make something really good. And it just shows. So, um, I never thought I would have this strong of a positive reaction to an indie game. Because, again, I usually find them kind of lacking in areas you know not necessarily through through a lack of effort but just a lack of like you know money or whatever whatever it takes but i think we're, we might be reaching this point where it's more possible i don't know it's just well it's so we, well we done. were talking uh, pre-show um about your game development um stories yeah. and uh you know like software like unity and unreal is like it's readily available, games. you know? Well, so. yeah, I, I downloaded the new version of uh, Unreal Engine tonight, Unreal Engine 5, and you can just pop in, and it, within seconds, you can have a pre-made 3D game engine that you can just, like, add on to. And you know they probably did something like that. I don't know how big this team is. There were no credits at the end of the demo, so I don't know how large the team is. I know they've won a couple of, like, third-place award at, like, indie game shows and stuff, so clearly they're getting an audience. But just the... It, it's impressive. Like, I, I literally felt like a 10-year-old kid in like the year 2001 sitting down and playing like a game on his GameCube. You got my attention, on, like, so I'm, I'm in it. Yeah, I, I, I recommend it. Give it a try and see what you think. It's very, it's very basic. You know, it's not going to do anything that's going to revolutionize like the games industry for you or anything. But it's just, it's really good. It's just a really solid, well-made game. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see this one when it comes out. I hope it... I hope it continues to just grow and be good and add new mechanics and stuff. Because while what I played was kind of simple, it really hooked me for like a good hour, hour and a half, however long I played it. That's cool. So, yeah. Tiny Tail. Look it up. Play it. Play the demo. It's free. And, you know, show the devs some love. They deserve it. Um, and I think that is pretty much it for me, actually. Like I said, those two games I really wanted to talk about and that one I really wanted to gush about. But, yeah, that's about it. I did download Clonoa. By the way, I downloaded that I last week. I downloaded the demo. I haven't played it yet. I, I knew I wanted it, so I downloaded the full game, but I have yet to touch it because I've been playing everything else, and I know that's not going to be... So I, I do have this thing, Steve always warns me about this, where anytime I play a game, I want to record it and make content out of it because that's my life now. <laughs> um, and I know Clona was not going to be a game that I do that with, so it's on the back burner, and I really just need to find some nights where I sit down and play games just because, mm, Just to know, play games, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, whatever, it is what it is. Tonight is Monster Hunter, so what you gonna do? Gonna have um, some content tonight. Gonna keep on pumping out unwanted Monster Hunter content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, so that's it, and I think that does it for us. Um, thank you all so much for listening and or watching, if you're on YouTube. We have had a couple of uh, new views on YouTube, I've seen, and even a couple mm -hmm. of comments here and there, so thank you if you're participating on YouTube. We appreciate it. Um, we will be back again, as always, next week with another episode as we bridge ever closer to that miraculous episode 700. We are now more it's than coming. Till then.
Bye-bye. See you real soon. Adios.